This is Justin Shelley with Master Computing here on the inaugural episode of DFW Rockstars. You can visit our website, dfwrockstars.com, for a little bit more information and for the episodes that we'll be having coming up. But right now, I am so excited to introduce today's guest. I have with me today a local musician. He plays at local restaurants, for example, LSA Burger, which is just right down the road from my office. He works with youth ministries, does some other religious work. And I got to tell you, I met this guy under some really horrible circumstances. We met at my son's funeral. He was actually the musician. He played some uh, incredible music for the funeral. This was a business transaction. I paid for the service, uh, and I paid several people in in the process of putting together this memorial service for my son. But what really stood out here is that never did it feel like a business transaction. Instead, I instantly felt like family. So I seriously could not be more excited to introduce today's guest, Vince Lujan. Vince, thank you for joining me today. Oh, man, this is so awesome. Thank you, Justin. It's a pleasure. All right. Well, so today people are going to get a look behind the scenes at what you do, who you are. But my hope is that people will also spend a few minutes on your website. Well, I guess a couple websites that you have, depending on uh, which type of music we're talking about. But I, I really hope people will take some time to get to know you professionally as well. We're going to get a little bit personal today, uh, but you do run a business. So we're going to talk about that. So everyone, please check out uh, if you're looking for just regular secular music. Go to vlpband.com, which stands for the Vince Luhan Project, band.com. Or if you're looking for something a little bit more religious, then it would be JTA Band, which stands for Jesus Team A. Vince, do you want to talk about those for a second? Sure. Yeah. We, you know, I do a couple different things, you know, uh, main things in, in two different main areas, um, kind of the secular sector and kind of more ministerial, um, religious type thing, Christian from a Christian background. Uh, and so Vince Lujan project is like your, you know, your typical corporate, uh, cover band slash wedding band, um, private party, uh, you know, and anything from a full, you know, uh, seven, eight piece band with horn section and percussion and drums and all that good stuff down to just even, you know, just solo, you know, or duo acoustic duo. I do a lot of that, uh, and the kind of cover realm and also original music that we do uh, with that. And it's kind of like a Dave Matthews meets Santana type of sound. And uh, and then on the Christian uh, ministerial uh, kind of side of things, uh, Jesus Team A, which uh, functions in two uh, languages, Jesus Team A in English and Jesus Te Ama in Spanish, uh, is a product of a project uh, consisting of myself and my buddy Manuel Bravo and having this idea of having a, a bilingual in English and Spanish uh, group that can help build bridges between the English and Spanish speaking communities in the church and the world over. And we also help out with young people and music ministries, you know, people trying to get those off the ground in churches and stuff. And, uh, and so that's kind of that, that side of things. Uh, I have some training in being a youth minister and worked uh, in that field for, for several years. And uh, so this is kind of like a, you know, a holdover or takeover, you know, a, uh, carrying that on that kind of work on in, in the music side of things. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So listen, we're going to jump right in. A um, little bit of background. Well, I guess just kind of a, a further introduction. One of the things I learned early on in the business world, I've been in business for just around 20 years in one way or another. And one of the things I learned first is that we all have, there's kind of a division. You have the technical work, 
which can be anything. If you run a restaurant, your technical work is the food that you prepare, the the chef behind the scenes. Um, but then you have the administrative work, which is really everything else, the sales, the marketing, the finance, the taxes, everything else that goes on in the background of running a, a business. Um, and what I learned is that the quality of your technical work, your product, doesn't necessarily determine whether you're going to be a success or not. It really is how good are you at running a business. So with that in mind, Vince, having to, you know, you, you're a fantastic musician, by the way. Uh, absolutely love your work. <laughs> Thank you. Tell me the three lessons, the, the most important lessons you've learned in running a business. Sure. Um, you know, I love talking with small business owners and entrepreneurs. I love listening to even podcasts about this type of thing. So it's really, it's awesome to be even a part of something like this, a discussion like this. It excites me to, to think about how to, you know, be, be a person, be your own boss. You know, I mean, that, that was, that's kind of the simple, you know, uh, phrase that's heard, you know, when people are like, you know, they're inspired by, oh, yeah, I want to be my own boss. I want to be financially independent, all that kind of thing, you know, and it's like, but actually doing that and getting there is a totally different process, a totally different journey. Um, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of I've been doing this for over 20 years in a way, you know, because I started kind of playing out um, even in high school, putting bands together and, and getting getting, you know, small amounts of money then, you know, to do uh, different engagements and different appearances. Uh, but then, you know, so I started to kind of learn, like, uh, even then, like, okay, how does this, how does this work? How does this work? How can you, how can you make this into a thing, you know, and, um, you know, you see artists, uh, for me, it was seeing music artists, you know, on TV, or, you know, that kind of thing, you know, or in a, some kind of movie production or whatever. And you're like, man, how do you get from where I'm at jamming in my garage to what they're doing, you know, how does that, how does that even work? Um, and so, you know, you, you mentioned, um, you know, kind of what are some of the things that I've learned and along the way. And, uh, you know, I think having those two, two things that you mentioned as far as just your initial, the initial, like, these are the things that everybody must do if they're in business for themselves. It's like your actual craft, you know, whatever you're doing, your technical, you mentioned called it the technical work, you know, whatever that is. Uh, and then just the administrative side of things, just actually the day-to-day -day administrative things, you know, um, handling contracts or, uh, you know, invoices and that kind of a thing. And, uh, you know, depositing and paying bills and paying your, you know, your vendors and all that type of stuff. Um, but I think the things that, that, that help determine whether you're going to be a success or not, and, and at least for me, has been uh, just the networking and the relationship building, learning how to do that effectively and, um, and, and successfully, uh, and maintaining that, you know, it's, it's networking is, you know, is what you call it. Um, but I think a more adequate, uh, description and, and term would be, you know, just relationship building. Um, Absolutely. Man, and, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And learn, you know, because networking is, is, I mean, that's what we call it. And that's what, you know, that's, oh, that's what I'm doing. I go to a conference and, you know, I'm networking, but, um, if you just see it in terms of that, you know, just a, a blank, you know, black and white, I'm networking, you know, and you don't see it as relationship building, then, you know, you, you tend to get left behind, you know, you, and that tends well, yeah, because networking is grabbing business cards and then sending, spamming people with email, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> That's networking. And we've all done that, you know, we've all, oh, yeah. you know, you've all, we've all gone to the conferences and collected cards and, you know, you just blanket email and 
but you know, it, it, you when you learn to relationship build and you learn to take a, a sincere interest in other people's stories and what has got them to to where they are and what they're doing and you know, how can you partner up with them? That changes the dynamic completely. And then now you're talking about building relationship uh, and that's a completely different thing. And, and it's much, it bears much more fruit, you know, I've found and, and it's much more gratifying and satisfying, you know, to kind of be approaching it from that type of thing, you know, and it's, it's much your experience of, of business and life is that much more enriched by, you know, doing relationship building instead of just simply networking. So I think learning, learning that and trying to keep learning that and working on that, uh, is something that's really important and has served me well. Uh, I think an, another thing, another aspect that goes hand in hand, you know, whether, whether you're managing, uh, you know, a company of 50 employees or more or above, you know, whatever you consider a small business. Um, I'm an extremely, extremely small business, you know, uh, cause, uh, I don't, I only employ a few contractors from any time, you know, at any time, uh, you know, in terms of the, the band, but I have several vendors and people that I work with on an ongoing basis. Uh, but that leads me to personnel management. You know, how do you, um, how do you manage, uh, and manages, you know, again, it's all down to relationship. How do you take care of the people that you work with, uh, so that they'll take care of you? Um, and, you know, so I've, sometimes I do that better than others, you know, and you, you try your best, but I think learning how to do that, uh, and maintain that, you know, moving forward is, is a very important thing. Learning how to take care of the people that you work with so they'll take care of you, personnel management. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think back to when I, I first, you know, was starting to try to form bands and, and music ensembles and just all the, the politicking and the, you know, the, the parenting that comes with, you know, with, with art, especially artist types, you know, we have a, we kind of notorious, you know, for having, uh, you know, the different, uh, cliche, you know, personality types that exist and I've seen them all, uh, you know, and, uh, so it, it's, and then, you know, kind of sitting back and be like, well, how do I, how do I even manage, you know, this, how do I take care of, you know, uh, the addict or the, you know, the, the troubled, uh, you know, uh, moody, you know, uh, musician, you know, or the, you know, the, the airhead, you know, and all the, all these different person cliche personality types, uh, which is not, you know, that's, they are cliche and that, that doesn't really share the whole picture. And I think that goes back to relationship building is, um, you know, I have worked with, uh, somebody who you could say, you know, clinically you could say, oh, well, this person is an addict and an ex-con, but the relationship that I built with this person over the course of working with them was much more enriching and gratifying and amazing than if I had just said or written that person off as being that and not having an ability to, to see the gift that they have and the beauty that they can bring and the, the value that they can bring to my business and what I'm trying to do. Uh, that was, that was an amazing experience. Um, and I think, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm talking a lot, Justin. So I'm trying to, let me, let me jump in here real quick because yeah. I mean, your, your theme is it's relationships and I'm just going to jump in and back up that, this is not just you talking like this is how you when we were first introduced, that is what stood out to me. So you practice what you preach, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You know, mm -hmm. I was trying to hire a musician. I was trying to hire somebody to come over and play a couple songs. Mm -hmm. And you insisted on coming over to my home and sitting with me and with my wife and playing uh, my son's guitar because that's what we wanted you to do. And mm -hmm. but I mean, you wanted to be there with us and learn about our family and learn about our son 
Mm-hmm. And, and it was that personal touch that endeared you to me. Like that was, that was kind of the beginning of why I thought, uh, you know, I, I instantly felt like you were part of the family already. So, um, you definitely practice what you preach there. Well, now, yeah, no. Let's, let's talk about, uh, you've been doing this, you said for 20 years. Uh, you've got a fair amount of training, education, experience. Uh, you know, I don't think there's any doubt there. Um, but I want to, I want to move towards mm-hmm. the disaster that we all kind of have to deal with. Uh, you know, it's, it's getting a little bit better. At least I hope, but, Pre-COVID lockdown, tell me just briefly, what did a day in the life of Vince Lujan look like? Well, it was, you know, it was a lot of, uh, a lot of relationship building and trying to see, you know, hey, what's everybody doing? How can I be a part of what everybody's doing? Um, I do a lot of stuff nowadays, um, in the, in the ministry world, uh, I do a lot of stuff for churches. Um, I organize, uh, you know, services from week to week, uh, for, at at that time I was doing it three different churches, uh, and managing, uh, their, you know, their worship teams, uh, you know, therein. So for each of those three, you know, I'm, I'm taking care of a team of anywhere from 15 to 20 people. And then, you know, and, and all kind of manner of sizes, you know, uh, for those three different churches. So, um, and I was planning a lot of music and, and then, you know, going to a, a place. I mean, I, my life is, I like to joke that, you know, uh, I play music for free and I get paid to set up and tear down uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and drive to the, to the gig, you know, and, and because that's the part of the job, it's like, you know, well, everybody's like, you know, some people are like, Oh, well, you know, I'm, you're only, I'm only paying you to play and sing. And it's like, no, that's, <laughs> there's so much more that goes into it. And, uh, so, you know, a lot of time would be spent in a car, you know, driving from wherever. And, uh, and I, I'm not the type of person that likes to kind of set up and just, you know, go in like five minutes. And I, I like to get to a place and get to feel, get to feel the vibe of the place. I, I like to arrive to places early and I like to, you know, get comfortable and make sure I'm, you know, doing what I need to do to get ready for the thing. And so, and that takes time, you know, driving to a place and loading in and setting up, you know, and sound checking. And, and that was kind of a lot of the life, you know, of that was just doing that week in and week out and going to these places physically. Uh, oh, yeah, and honestly, I think that's kind of why I was so struck by the fact that you not only set up and, and did what you're talking about for my son's service, but mm-hmm. you you took extra time to come over to our home. We didn't meet somewhere. You came to our home. And so that was mm-hmm. even more time that you put into it. So um, great stuff. Now, you're talking about going places, mm-hmm. going to set up, going to tear down, going to perform live. Um Today is May 7th as we record this. Yeah, and that's not really the scene we're looking at, is it? So what was it late February, early March? All we're hearing about is COVID. We don't mm-hmm. really know what's going to happen yet. Uh, there's no official lockdown, but something's not right. So what were your thoughts as just as the headlines start hitting pre lockdown? Well, I think, man, you know, what was, what's, kind of um odd about it for me was that i had been working with this uh contractor this uh guitar guitarist this guy that was playing guitar for one of the churches um and he uh he teaches uh english via the web uh to chinese students 
And so back in November, he was telling me about this thing and that was going on over there. And he's like, yeah, it's all crazy. Like they're having to stay in their homes. And so I'm getting a lot more work and I'm teaching a lot more. And so he's guitarist by day and he's an English uh, teacher by night, you know, um, via online. And he was telling me about this. His name's Ben Prentice and he's an amazing musician. Um, and so, but he was telling me about it and I was like, man, that's crazy. You know, and it, I think as a lot of Americans did, it's like, well, that could never happen here, you know? And right. it's like, oh, we're so sorry for them, but you know, ha ha. You know, we're, we're here. <laughs> I like, that. Looking like, at all the headlines about Italy, right? Seeing the picture right. and what they're doing as they're locked down. Like, oh man, I'm glad I don't live in Italy. Right. <laughs> like glad, glad that's not going to happen here, you know? And so that kind of attitude was still, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was like a, a malicious type of thing, but just, you know, definitely like you had the feeling like, well, well you know, like our, we'll be protected. We've got oceans, you know, between us and, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing and just thought, but you know, we're so, we're so connected. It does. An ocean is not a big deal anymore as it used to be. Uh, and so I was kind of hearing about it and hearing grumblings and rumblings. And then, uh, like you said, in early March, um, you know, I remember the first weekend, uh, they had started to say they were closing down like the, the sports arenas and the concert arenas and kind of the large, super large gathering churches weren't closed yet, but it was like the beginning of spring break, I think for my, I think yeah. at Aubrey ISD. And, uh, I kind of, that's when it clicked. And I thought I had a thought of like, okay, this is going to get a lot worse. This is going to get way worse than people are even dreaming or thinking of right now. And I remember that first weekend, just it hit me like a ton of bricks and it was juxtaposed to having my, um, my wife's uh, parents over, um, you know, my in-laws in and, um, they were over and, you know, it was kind of, they were coming up to hang out, you know, with their grandkids, you know, I've got two girls and it was kind of a, a celebratory, you know, party atmosphere. And, but I remember, and I was trying to get into that kind of vibe, but I remember thinking, what am I going to do? Because I, I had a feeling and I had an inclination that we're, things are going to get shut down. They're going to close down the churches. They're going to clean the, so there goes my work, uh, bars and clubs and all that, that work for me is gone. And I started freaking out like, okay, I've, what am I going to do? What's going to happen here? I started feeling the, the weight of it, feeling heavy about it. Uh, and that, that was a feeling that I couldn't shake for, for a little while. Okay. So you've got that feeling, you, some, uh, and I gotta say, you are ahead of me. I'm, I'm the eternal optimist. Um, and, and I don't always really live in reality, I guess, because even at that point where you're seeing it coming, I'm thinking there's no way this is going to blow over. We as a people are not going to do this to ourselves. Um, and by that, I just mean go into lockdown and, and whatever else. So you saw it coming March 30th. Governor Abbott here in the state of Texas mm -hmm. issues the executive order. At this point, your live business effectively evaporates. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so what did that do to you emotionally? I mean, I, I can tell you, so my business did not evaporate. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm coming, you know, I've mentioned I'm coming off of the loss of my son. I was in this emotional funk that I, I can't even describe. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit, you know, that was kind of my journey. It it wiped me out. Um, so here you are and, and you're, it's a different kind of loss, right? But we're all dealing with loss. We're all dealing with tragedy at this point of one form or another. What was that journey like for you as that realization hits that, I mean, it's over as far as the immediate future for your business? Yeah, I think, um, 
I think morning is is uh, definitely a good way to describe, at least for that, you know, it's not in the morning, the loss of a something is, as profound as, as a person, you know, but um, definitely like, okay, I had had my identity in, in fact, I had just done like another interview piece for some little online magazine thing. And, and I remember feeling pretty good about it, you know, like, okay, you know, like I'm a small, you know, small, small, small tiny business owner and I'm doing my thing and I'm making a living and I'm going for it. And I I remember feeling, yeah, you know, I'm doing great. And for myself, you know, in terms of just being able to survive and thrive and, 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 uh, and then this hit and definitely it felt like my identity was just socked, you know, away, just thrown away, just dashed. And, uh, I, I was struggling with it. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was definitely thinking, okay, I put all my stock in my ability to go out and do a thing, do it, perform a service at a high, you know, high quality, give great service, go out and do this thing and come back. And, and I don't know how I'm going to do that, you know, now, like I know that I mean, I know there's a way to do it online and I've been trying to put a lot more of my business online, but by and large, I've been like a, you know, a brick and mortar type of, you know, I mean, I'm, that's, I don't have a building, but you know, I'm going out physically. And so I had, predicated my whole concept and whole model on, on that. Um, and so how do you do that in, in online? How do you bring value to clients and to people, uh, online in an online format, a virtual format? Uh, I, and I struggled, I had a couple of weeks there where I, and I was watching everybody else get online, you know, and do their little, do concerts and stuff. I don't mean to, I'm not trying to diminish that, but I just saw so many people, you know, and musicians and colleagues and, you know, we were all trying to, we we're struggling. How do we, how do we respond to this? And I couldn't even bring myself. I just thought, man, they're create courageous for getting out there. I couldn't even bring myself to, to do anything. You know, I just kind of was sitting back watching and kind of going, you know, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> you know, I don't know how we're going to make this work. How can I wrap my head around how I had, how I need to change and, 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 adapt and figure this out. I just couldn't even get to that point uh, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. See, so I know we are on different journeys and, and the experience was different for both of us, but I think there are so many similarities, you know, where um, as the lockdown was kind of either being discussed or put into effect, um, I, while I got to continue my business for whatever reason, you know, because the politicians decided I could, um, I couldn't emotionally, you know, I, I was, I wasn't because I hadn't recovered enough from, from the tragedy, the personal tragedy. Um, and so I wasn't even getting out of bed or if I was, I was rolling down to the couch and watching TV, you know, and, and it just, it was, I was sinking into this place that I just kind of had a realization where I thought I have to do something or it's all over. Mm-hmm. Did did you have anything like that, maybe different, but was there a point, maybe a, a turning point where you just realized it's sink or swim? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I was definitely feeling like I was sinking. That's a great analogy. And I thought if I don't start trying to tread water and kick and come up for air and do something like it's, this is going to cripple me. And I've got to, there was a point, I don't remember exactly when, but it was more like a, just a ramping up feeling of like, okay, other people are out there trying to do this. I've got to, I've got to, I got to put my, you know, hat in the ring. I got to try to do something. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it was a feeling of like, 
okay, we're, we're going to, we're, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going for it. I don't know what I'm going to do, uh, but I got to go for it. You know, I got to figure it yeah. out and get in there or else I'm going to, I'm not going to survive, you know? And I, and I think, you know, when I, you and I were kind of, when we were prepping for this the other day, I was, I mentioned how, you know, yeah, I started looking at other, okay, other job formats, you know, like what, what can I do? I could, maybe I could work in a warehouse, you know, at Walmart and I could, you know, maybe I could go to Starbucks, you know, if things are getting, you know, really difficult and, and, nothing wrong with those jobs and all the respect in the world, you know, and, but I just thought, can, is there a way that I can try to carry on the type of business that I do? Is there a way that I can do that before I have to, to, to do those types of jobs, you know, and um, again, nothing wrong with that, you know, and, and heck, we can't even enjoy this conversation without the people. I have a buddy that works at a Walmart distribution center and, and he is working so hard over there. And, you know, our hats off uh, and prayers and thoughts to those people that are continuing to do that type of work because that's how yeah. it gets on the shelves and everything, you know, and I, I have it. nothing but respect for that. I, you know, kind of a side note, I watched my father. He got laid off when I was a kid, a teenager. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a computer programmer. I mean, a, a pretty good job, a high profile, you know, kind of profession. Um, and, and instead of sitting on the couch while he put out a few resumes, I watched this guy take a $7 an hour job running data cable, you know, climbing through attics and under houses. And, right. uh, I mean, so that's, yeah, that no job is, above, is above me. I'll do, I'll do anything. Yeah. I've sold credit cards. I've worked in a China shop and sold dishware and I've worked in a grocery store. Yeah, absolutely. Like you do. Yeah, so what it you sucks that we have to even contemplate that, but mm -hmm. you know, my, my hat's off to you, you know, and I, I did something similar by the way. So, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, is it back to sink or swim, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you get to that moment and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try something. I'm going to start getting, you know, jumping into this pool and seeing what it takes to, to try to, to survive and thrive online, you know, with, with this type of business. So music is me through that, Vince. You, you know, when we were prepping, you mentioned that you, you got to a place where you kind of had to put a deadline on yourself, right? You're going to yeah. try it and yeah. talk about that process. Well, you know, like I like I mentioned, I was I was watching a lot of colleagues of mine that were, you know, putting their own, you know, their concerts online and going online. And and, and it's funny because, like, I remember being, you know, prior to the shutdown, the lockdown, everything, I was talking to folks and having good, you know, kind of heady conversations about, yeah, well, this is what other people have done, you know, to be successful online. And I guess thinking of it more like, well, you know, those people got to do that, but I, I don't have to, you know, cause I'm, I'm doing all right going out and doing my thing place to place, you know, and as long as that gravy train was running, I was, I wasn't really investigating too hardcore into actually putting what I preached about online social right. business practices, you know, into, into actual practice. And, um, but you know, I, there was a point where I said, okay, I gotta, I gotta get serious about this. And I put a deadline for myself, um, you know, like a, another week out or so. And I said, okay, I'm going to create an event. I'm going to advertise it. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to, you know, cause basically, yeah, it's just a, a hope and a prayer that, you know, I don't want to demand anything from anybody, uh, especially in that type of format. But I just said, Hey, if you're able to, and I mentioned some other people that they might want to contact that might be needing help, but if you can, you know, help, help me out. Great. If not, that's great. I hope that everybody's doing okay. And just, get out there and try to figure it out. And there was a lot of issues with just the, the technology barrier that I needed to overcome, you know, that things that I needed to learn how to, how to do to be able to broadcast good audio, good visual, 
you know, I wanted to have title cards. I, I knew what the, it was, it was like a knowing what you want to have, you know, like knowing, okay, I want it to look like this. I want it to be like that, but how can I do that? You know, I don't have a, I don't have my hands on a production studio per se. I don't have, you know, anybody that's going to come over here and film this, you know, I don't have a four person crew. And even if I had that, I couldn't have that over anyway, you know? So right. how, yeah. can, how can I achieve the the result I'm going for uh, when I just, I didn't at the time know how to even approximate that. So I had to put the goal out there that I'm going to get online and kind of fail forward as best I can as I, as I start to figure this out. What I'm hearing you say is you, you were going to do it, do or die. Like you put that date, that time um, without really knowing how it was going to, how you're going to pull it off. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and like, that, any, like any venture, the first attempt was a wild success. Am I wrong there? I'm sorry. Say again. Well, like, like anytime we try to do something new and different, uh, the first time we do it, it's always wildly successful. Was your first event <laughs> wildly successful? <laughs> I, wish. I wish. Yeah, no. And yeah, it's hardly ever the case, but you know, we're also, I mean, we can, at times we can all, I know I am, I don't know. I can't speak for anybody else, but I'm always afraid, you know, that initial, that first initial new thing, whatever you try to do and you're just scared out of your mind, like, is this going to work or not? And, uh, so I did. And, and it, it was a, it was a, it was a disaster. I mean, it was and not in the sense of, I mean, people were very gracious and I, and I don't want to say like, about the fans and the people that tuned in and they were forgiving of the bad visual and the quality and the video quality and the bad audio quality. Cause I had horrible audio and um, well, I'm going to speak for them, Vince, and I'm going to I'm going to guess that they were just thrilled to see you doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So where you and they're forgiving. They're probably just like, man, look at this guy. He's he's trying. Yeah. You know, and I yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, had, I have so many great supporters and people that are they're supportive of what I do and relationships that I built up and. Uh, you know, but I just felt bad for them. I was like, man, this is not the quality of work that I want to present. And I want to, I want to do things in excellence as best I can. And, uh, and it's hard to enjoy something that's got such bad quality and, you know, right. but people were very giving and very, uh, very willing to contribute. And, you know, and I did, I did a lot of, and I learned a lot. That was the thing I learned. And I was like going back to that first question you asked me, what are the three things you learned? I think the next this segues great into this is like learn, just learning, always learning. How can I learn new ways? You know, I've been in this, like I said, for about 20 years, I've seen the music industry change in a crazy way uh, since I first got into the game and trying to figure it out. And it's always been just adaptability and learning. You know, how can I, what new technologies can I learn? What new skills can I learn? Uh, how can I be on the forward cutting edge of what's happening and, and stay relevant and stay in the, the current stream. And, you know, uh, how can I keep that attitude of learning throughout everything I'm doing and I'm all the struggles that I'm going through. Um, but yeah, that first time was definitely not, I wasn't proud of it. I even created, I created an event and I thought, and I, I went live in that event and then that limited how many people could see it because nobody could find it and it was difficult to share. And I felt I was like, you know, frantically trying to put the, the, the link out there so that people could actually find the thing that I was saying come to. Uh, and so I just thought, man, this is, this is not going great, you know? And, but then I, I set up and I did another thing. Um, it was either, uh, yeah, it was a couple of days later for, and I learned a lot that first time I was like, okay, I'm going to try again. I'm going to set it up again. And I did a, a thing for, for Jesus team a, 
and uh and that went way better you know it's like went a lot better i i did i learned from my first you know uh attempt and then i got a little closer on the audio you know and i was working out some stuff with the cameras you know and working that out and uh presenting a a, a closer you know a better product and a, cl- a better uh presentation you know that was that was definitely more consumable you know right. for- yeah well, you know, so you're talking about, you mentioned earlier where it's just, you got to do something and maybe you didn't know what the right answer was, but you had to do something. And and I'm intrigued by the parallels in our journey here because while different, uh, that's, that's where I was too. I knew I had to do something. I run an IT consulting firm. I didn't know what to do, but I knew that I couldn't emotionally from my own, you know, em- mental health, I guess I couldn't stay home and do nothing. And so I started doing a series of webinars. Mm-hmm. And and as I reached out to the business community and said, hey, you know, does anybody want to jump on a webinar with me? I was kind of blown away at how many people took me up on that offer. And and me reading between the lines, I think there were just a lot of people that wanted to do something but didn't really know what to do. And so this was an option. So right. it was really easy for me to get people to do jump on these webinars. But then my challenge quickly became, how do I advertise them? And you're talking about, you know, how do you get the link out there? How do you get people on the on on your uh, presentation, sorry, your <laughs> concert, whatever you want to call it, your online show. Mm-hmm. That's, that was the, the thing that I ran into. But, um, in, in just taking the step in doing something, it's crazy how much, uh, my outlook has changed. My skill set has changed. I mean, you and I tried to do one of these webinars, right? And it didn't work right. because we're both experimenting. We're both trying to learn. Now, today, your setup is wildly different at your place because we're we're not even in the same studio right now. I'm in my office. You're at your home. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, your equipment's different. My equipment's different. The software's different. You know, we've we've come so far. And and what was that? Three? I don't know. It's it's been a matter of weeks since you and I first tried to do one of these and failed. Um, mm-hmm. But I love your term where we failed forward. So in, in looking at the outcome, and, and by the way, we're nowhere near done, but just today, May 7th, the outcome of going through this nightmarish situation that we've all been through, what would you say is, is your, the accomplishment that you are most proud of as a result of COVID-19 and the lockdown? Uh, I think just, just the ability to feel like I'm, I, that I have value again, or that I, that I can present value in this environment that I can, that I can still operate like that, that to me, that, that blows my mind. It's like, wow, I'm still, I've found a way to sur- to survive and now thrive in this, in this environment. You and know, open it, up whole new streams of revenue for you, right? Or, or new business opportunities that would not have been there. Correct. Yeah, no. It, well, you know, yeah, I think, and they were always there uh, because, you know, you, I'm sure maybe maybe you're like me and probably a lot of your listeners. It's like we su- we probably subscribe to way more YouTube channels than we than we than the output that we do for our own. And you know, right. I, I I've become a consumer. And I was just talking to another uh, colleague of mine the other day, and I was like, you know, we've got to find a way to. I mean, it's it's one thing to take the content and consume it, and it's another to create it and to be about creating and contributing. And I can pat as many people on the back. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be a part of these communities and pat people on the back, you know, give likes and subscribe and, and do all that. And, uh, but then it, you know, how do you, how do you translate that into something that you can, 
you can create and contribute and present value and uh, and and there is a there's a real craft and skill and work that goes into that. And it's, you know, contrary to what you might think when you're consuming, it's like, oh, yeah, the person just sits in front of a camera and they just yap all day. And it's like, no, it's, you know, I've learned through this, you know, definitely it's like there's an entire uh, work ethic and skill and determination behind that, you know, in and of itself. Um, Absolutely. And yeah. so, you know, yeah, it's like I, I you see people on YouTube doing this and doing it at an extremely high level. And, uh, and it's no joke. It's not, it's no accident that Pete, that they're successful and that they're, you know, being able to, to do what they're doing by utilizing online, you know, revenue streams and marketing platforms. Uh, and it's been out there and it, this, if nothing else, it's definitely shown that it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Uh, the virtual world is something that you, you must learn how to, uh, you know, survive and thrive in, you know, uh, yeah, I hear a lot of people talking about the new normal because it's not back to business as usual. It's not back to normal. We'll definitely be looking at a new normal moving forward. And and on that note, tell me, you know, what where again, LSA Burger. I keep saying that because they're right down the road from me, yeah. and I love the cool venue. Yeah, but that's one of your venues, right? So yeah, what do you, what's different now? What are you doing today? Because we are still pretty much on lockdown opening up a little bit, but what are some of the things you're doing now that you weren't doing before? So, you know, I've, I've learned how to, to stream better. You know, I've been learning how to not only present my own kind of live streams by using, um, you know, streaming software and, uh, you know, a mixer that interfaces with my computer better so that I can use high quality, you know, audio equipment. Um, so I've learned how to do that and learn how to use cameras. I've kind of gotten into that whole world of, uh, how to, you know, how to use a cell phone as a webcam and hooking that up to different, you know, software platforms and, um, you know, le learning how to just be able to present something. So I've gone into, uh, one of the churches that I, that I work at, you know, there was nobody to, to, that kind of knew, uh, you know, I mean, every, you know, anybody, anybody can put a cell phone up in front of the you know, just the service and just watch it. And quite frankly, that's how I was doing it too. That's what I thought live streaming was. Oh yeah, I know how to live stream. Yeah. Just set up yourself <laughs> and go live. It's like, no, <laughs> there's a whole other world to it. And presenting yeah. good, good, high quality, you know, video and high quality audio. Right. You're a musician. And yet I, you know, I saw the, one of the videos you did with, uh, over the rainbow, I think it was. And, yeah. and I was really impressed by the video, which I, is why I asked you, I'm like, who, who did yeah. your camera? for you, you know? Oh, well, that was me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You, you did some of the transitions, right? But, but this is shot all the people and then learn. Yeah. And yeah. Be something to learn, right? Yeah. It's like, a, yeah, I'm learning uh, how to use Final Cut Pro better and how to, how to be a better, you know, per person that can produce uh, my own video. I shot my own B roll for that, you know, and I, I uh, edited it all together and, you know, uh, been teaching myself and learning and there's so, there's such, so many ways to learn that kind of stuff. And just, you know, and I'm, I'm not a pro by any means, but I'm trying to be able to use it and incorporate it, you know, and what I'm, what I can offer. So yeah, you know, a little bit of the video kind of production and, and audio and sound and, uh, going out and doing the streaming. I've done, uh, different kind of online presentations and kind of concerts and appearances. Uh, I've done, uh, some prayer services for some different churches, you know, where they've, contacted me to go live through their page, but present some type of prayer experience, you know, for their followers. Uh, and so that's something, you know, I can do uh, pretty, pretty readily now, you know, as, 
be asked to to present a, a song or a reflection or a story or a prayer or whatever uh, in any type of context. Really, it doesn't have to be religious, but uh, in that context, it was and uh, and be able to uh, you know connect to their followers and their the people that you know follow them uh, through that you know, uh, Facebook managers and I'm going to become an editor or, you know, admin, uh, administrator of their page and be able to, to present to their, uh, customer base, their client base, their fan base, uh, their followers, uh, and, and, you know, perform a valuable service, you know, which is back to now I'm back to what I was doing, you know, but just in a different way, I'm here now set up in my, my, um, home studio, uh, I mean, heck, you know, it even inspired me. The other things I hadn't talked about that really were the kind of the, the jettison point was my wife and I had started to office out of the same room be, that I was in. You know, it was like my office or whatever. And right. came in Has there. She moved in, what you're saying? I'm sorry? She moved into your, your office space. Yes, yes. Because, you know, now she's, she's a speech language pathologist. And so... She had been working, you know, uh, at the schools that she services out of, you know, works out of and uh, has a couple different offices over over three different campuses, really. And she has a main office at one campus. And so now all of that, you know, was gone with the lockdown. And now she's at home and and she came into my room and which, you know, my office had become, you know, um, we'd moved into this home five years ago with uh, and two days after we moved in or three days after we moved in the birth of my uh, second child hit. And so, which we are, I mean, we already knew, but so we moved while she was expecting, while we were expecting and got in and lived out of boxes for five, you know, it seemed like forever. And then so this room, my office became just the catch all, okay, throw everything in there kind of room, you know? And, and, uh, and so, you know, it kind of was the last, you know, uh, room that hadn't really been touched in the way of, you know, just kind of get, getting set up and getting cleaned out. And I remember my wife going, I cannot work like this. So I don't know what you're going to do, but you better, you better figure it out. It's like, mama ain't happy. Ain't nobody happy. So get on with it. And, you know, but it, it was, it was great. I kind of, I cleaned up. I got a lot of, it was like a, a, you know, just a cleansing effect of like, okay, you know, it's time for a whole new me, a whole new yeah. you know, uh, look. And I've got to, I got to get this cleaned and organized and put things away and clean up and throw away. I threw away so much stuff that I was like, man, I can't believe, why was I holding on to this? You know, like freaking uh, guitar gear mags from like, you know, the the early two thousands and like, you know, late nineties. I was like, why do I have this? You know, yeah, uh, throwing all that stuff away. And then, so, and then cleaning that out, cleaning that space out. Now we can both work out of there very comfortably and very easily. And then, uh, and then taking a hard look at my, um, cause I, I have a, you know, have the classic garage studio and, uh, but mine's a little different. You know, I try to update it. I got a little corkwood flooring, corkwood flooring in here. And, you know, I put AC and heat. And so it's very comfortable space to be in and insulated, you know, the entire garage. And, um, but I hadn't really, I hadn't really tried to, you know, make the place into a vibey kind of space that feels creative and studio like. And so that was a whole other project that, you know, I felt like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I, you know, I got to have the, you know, the, the, the places that I can go in my home to be able to feel like I can work and be productive. Yeah. Uh, and so that was a whole other process that, you know, prior to kind of feeling like, but I mean, it's all going hand in hand, you know, and then once I got my, and then I started doing research into YouTube studios and how do you, how do you get the lighting right? How do you, you know, what kind of paint do you choose for the, you know, for the background and what kind of color and, you know, how to get all the, all the, the stuff that goes into that you don't think about, right? Nobody, no, don't. 
it blows my mind as yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you know, you start looking at all those pieces and doing all that research and you're like, okay, yeah, and that's why I, I kinda I started to look at these YouTubers a little differently and I started to say, Okay, yeah, these are not just people that are yapping at a camera and talking, you know, just off the top of their head. It's like they've got scripts, they've got you know, they got people that are putting this together They, you know, they've thought they put a lot of thought and effort and process into lighting and coloring, um, you know, and presentation and, and how to advertise the thing. And you just start going, wow, OK, yeah, there's a lot I have not learned. I have not put into practice. Uh, and so that was that that has all gone, been a part of my journey, you know, to try to figure out how to do that. So you said, what's the greatest accomplishment? I, again, I think it's just figuring out how to survive and thrive in this completely different environment. And feeling like I, I, I am, I am worth it again. You know, like I'm, yeah, I, right. I, I can contribute, you know, feeling like, yes, I've, I can, I can actually continue to operate, continue to provide a service and quality, you know, in, in this completely different environment that I, I wasn't exactly prepared for. You know, I kind of knew it was there. I knew it was something I needed to work on, but I hadn't really drilled down and gotten serious about it. I mean, and isn't that it? Because I mean, none of us want to go through a shit storm, mm-hmm. but we always, I mean, assuming that you, you put some effort into it, we come out stronger, we come out better, we come out, uh, more prepared afterwards. And, and so that, you know, kind of the whole reason I wanted you on here today is because you're, you're a great example of what many of us have had to do as our whole world gets flipped on its head, um, where I've had to make some adjustments and some changes and it has stretched me and I've grown as a result, my whole business didn't really change. We kept going as almost business as usual in the IT world. Um, you know, we had to help people set up their home offices and stuff like that, but largely we're still working on security. We're still making sure that printers print and servers do their job. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, but it's, it's just, I love, I'm fascinated hearing the the complete transition for you to keep doing what you do, but in largely a whole different and a new environment. So with all that said, if somebody wanted to hire you for some of these virtual appearances and, uh, you know, whether it's religious or secular, mm-hmm. you are available to hire. And, and folks, I can tell you because I've hired this guy um, uh Going into it, honestly, I was a little bit concerned about the cost, but the, the, it's reasonable. This is not something that the average person can't afford to do for, uh, you know, whether it's a, a wedding or a, you know, for me, it was a funeral, but, um, I, I just would encourage people to at least reach out and explore this where maybe you haven't before. One of the things that I'm going to be hiring Vince to do, which isn't something he normally does, I don't think, right, Vince, but he, this podcast now today we'll be using some canned music that you can just buy online, but uh, Vince is going to be writing a custom intro to this podcast that we'll use in, in some upcoming episodes. So um, all that being said, if you want to, and I highly encourage you to reach out and, and hire a private musician for a private venue or a public event of whatever sort, go to vlpband.com. Vince Luhan Project is what that stands for, vlpband.com for your secular stuff. And if uh, it's a religious setting, then it's Jesus Team A, JTA Band, or Jesus Teama, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. uh, jtaband.com. So now, Vince, um, 
we cannot wrap up without hearing some of your music. If you wouldn't mind, I'm going to hold the last one. You know what I'm talking about for, for the end. But yeah, if yeah. you go ahead and play one or two songs at, at your choosing, uh, I'd like to just sit here and listen for a moment. Yeah, cool, man. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, I'll, you know what I can do? I can kind of, um, I thought maybe I could do play a, a, a recording of something since I've got okay. the, the technology to kind of do that. I could, and then I could do maybe something live, a couple things live. Um, and, uh, this is, uh, the first track I'm going to play is, uh, is a VLP song is just kind of like, uh, just your, you know, um, uh, like a sound of, uh, John Mary ish kind of Clapton ish. Um, kind of tune uh it's called can't deny and you know we talked about earlier about how um you know there there comes a point where you have to kind of put up or shut up and you have to do something uh kind of that pivotal point and you know it happens at various times you know in our lives you know and uh, maybe over and over again and um when we take a deep look and and we see that okay you know maybe i, I can't change this other person or i can't change this other group i can't change the situation but I can change myself, you know, and how I'm approaching this, this issue or this problem. Uh, you know, and a lot of times that's, that's what it takes is for us to change our own, um, you know, outlook on whatever it is we're facing. Uh, and that's such a hard thing to do. And so this song can't deny <clears throat> actually talks about how that's, how that is true. Like it's, that's the hardest thing. It says, you know, I can't deny myself you know, or who I am, because I might lose it all. So I'll just blame the other man, uh, which is something that, that, that we all can fall victim to, you know, at any time. Um, and so, uh, but, but there's, there's hope in there in the tune. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of a great song. It's called Can't Deny. And I'll, uh, be quiet and we'll, we'll hear some music now. So this is the kind of, we'll hear, hear what the band sounds like. And, uh, here we go. Sometimes you just ain't happy with the way that life is going in. You get depressed, you say you didn't choose this, don't want to lose this. Can't you cruise through this life? You say you do your best. It's a line of fear that keeps you here in a safe lion's den. And if you scream and shout and just ignore the doubt, well, you just might win. You say, I can't deny myself all. Cause I'm so scared I lose it all So I'll just blame the other man Well, don't it make your blood run cold? What you told me, don't it make your blood run cold? What you told And happy with the way that life is going And you feel for down I call you white collar, blue collar But do you buy the chasing dollar Just to get that crown But if you stop and think It's all that bling, bring it True peace of mind Sometimes you gotta change yourself And blame to no one else And then uh, you will find If you deny yourself What you think you are You just may find yourself Pain inside 
Man, I love that message. <laughs> I mean, that's that's such a part of what I've tried to change about myself over the last couple of years. Just, um, you know, I, I grew up blaming a lot of other people, a lot of institutions for my problems. Um, and I tell you, it's tough to just look inside and, and know that you are the one. I mean, it's empowering, but it's also really hard to realize that it, it hinges on you and you can't change other people. So thank you for sharing that. And I... Uh, um, you got another one for us? Yeah, if that's okay. Um, I got, I could, I thought I could share something maybe from, from I just kind of thought of it just now as we were talking about the two kind of arms of what I do, the, the two offerings, uh, the, with the two kind of different focuses. And, uh, this is a song from, um, from the JTA project, Jesus Team A. Um, and like I said, we, we, our thing is kind of building bridges between the Spanish and uh, English speaking worlds. But, uh, so I do, we have lots of bilingual music and that type of thing, but, this is a, a an, an all English song um, for your listeners and stuff. And uh, it's called Resurrected, um, you know, and we're in this Easter season um, as weird and as crazy as it is. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about, you know, our conversation just now we were talking about, you know, just uh, what what's what's your greatest accomplishment, you know, and so feeling like feeling like alive again and feeling, you know, resurrected in a sense, you know, my business is is, is coming back, you know, in a way. And, and um and that where I thought it was done, I thought it was just completely over with, you know, and I thought, right. what yeah. am I going to do? And so, uh, so this, this kind of in the spirit of that and kind of calling to mind that and calling to mind the, the Easter season that we're in and, and then sharing a little bit of, um, JTA's music, I thought I could share this song. Um, and, and I love, there's just a quick little bridge. It doesn't, it doesn't last but a second, but it, it just says, why look among the dead for the living? Uh, you know, remember what he said to you. And, uh, and then it goes on to say, uh, uh, you know, resurrection, the son of man must die. Alleluia, though mocked and crucified. Um, resurrection, the son of God will raise. Alleluia, forever heaven's praise. And kind of tying that back into what we were talking about, you know, that yep. um, if you're looking, you know, it's like we can't um, only look at the our, our past failings or why something won't work um, to, to find the newness. And you have to let it you have to let it go. You have to let it die. And though, even though that embarrassment and that pain of failing forward is, you know, feeling like you're getting mocked and you're getting, you know, crucified over and over again to yourself, you know, um, 
if you can go through that process and find the newness that's on the other side, uh, then, you know, you will be into a new, uh, brought into new life, you know, and a new experience of what you're, you're going through and what you're doing. So and if even, I mean, taking that analogy, it's a better form of life, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. Love it. So, uh, yeah, so here's a little bit of that. And I'll, real quick, this one's live, not recorded. Is, am I right? Yeah, I've got my guitar with me. And I thought maybe I could uh, kind of play a little bit here for you. Can you guys hear that okay? Is that coming Absolutely, through? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so here's, a, here's Resurrected uh, live, live in the studio. Justin. <laughs> really. The sun rose up in the calm while yet still dark. Your stones rolled away, your life restored, redemption left its mark. Resurrected, no longer in the tomb. Let every heart make a room Resurrected He raises to new life Hallelujah Redeemer of our lives The Savior's broken body no longer there, new life born of death, no greater offering of love than this, than to give unto the last breath, resurrected, no longer in the tomb, let every heart make room Resurrected It raises to new life Hallelujah Redeemer of our lives Why look among The dead for the living Remember what he said to you Die. Hallelujah, the mocked and crucified. Resurrection, the Son of God will raise. Hallelujah, forever heaven's praise. Resurrected, the longer in the tomb. Redeemer of our lives. 
Wow. There was a, there was a line in there I picked up, uh, new life born of death. Yes, absolutely. That, uh, that could almost be the theme of our podcast today. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it could be the theme of my life right now with, uh, with just everything going on. Um, we're short on time, Vince. I, again, I can't thank you enough for being here. I, I mentioned early on that we met under rather unfortunate circumstances. Uh, but somehow I just, I instantly felt like you and I were family. Um, and maybe that even extends to our families being part of a bigger family. But, um, one of the things and, and the reason I think that we clicked so much, like I already said, you, you took time to come over and get to know us. And in telling the story of my son and our families, you picked up on this almost better than I did. I got to say, um, so Kyle and I, we both loved music, by the way, but Kyle loved what I called angry music and I hated it. Now, he was doing a lot of horrible things at the time. He struggled as a teenager, but his music drove a wedge between us. Mm -hmm. um, but there was that one time where he came to me and said, Dad, I want you to listen to this song. And he did it a lot. And and as with every time he told me that, I rolled my eyes because I wouldn't give. I wouldn't listen to his music because I hated it. Mm. But this time I did. And I listened to it a song. It was called The Sound of Silence, originally Simon and Garfunkel. Um, but it was a cover by one of his favorite bands, Disturbed. And even that name bothered me disturbed you know um so since then disturbed has actually become one of my favorite bands but as i told this story you picked up on that and you played sound of silence very close to how disturbed performs it at least it it came with the same emotion and what touched me more than anything is how you told what you heard uh, as you described this story to the audience at that service. So um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, it would just make my day if we could end our session today with the sound of silence. Yeah, sure, man. I'd love to, um, you know, I, I'll try to approximate it as best I can because uh, the disturbed version is quite spectacular and that guy is an amazing vocalist. And so, my apologies to <laughs> disturbed fans out there that are like, man, that's, that's that sucks. That's so good. But uh, I, I do my best to to give uh, to give it to do it justice. I mean, yeah, it is a Simon and Garfunkel tune, and you know, the the lyrics are so um, you know they're so cryptic, um, mm -hmm. and uh, and I thought it was interesting uh, too. You know, in thinking about this this connection that you know Kyle was trying to establish, you know, with you, you know to his music and to his soul and, and to, into yours, you know, and to connect to you. And, um, and then I was doing some research and, I, you know, cause I've always wanted to, I mean, I've heard the song, you know, for a long time, uh, you know, and of course it's been out, you know, forever and ever. Um, but you know, and my parents played a lot of the, you know, fifties and sixties rock and roll and stuff. So I knew who Simon and Garfunkel was and I, I knew the song. I kind of knew the lyric, but it just doesn't make any sense. You're kind of like, well, what, you know, what is this subway halls and walls and right. <laughs> you know, people walking around and naked light and, you know, what is all that? And um, so even asking Garfunkel, it was written in his early kind of his, his early 20s and just kind of he would sit in a bathroom and uh, with the water on in the dark and just try to write, just try to write songs, anything, you know, and, and it's kind of back to that theme of kind of failing forward. He talks about how. He would just sit and the sound of the water was soothing and it didn't make it, you know, 
felt like he wasn't alone. And so that opening line, hello, darkness, my old friend, you can just imagine, Simon, you know, um, Paul Simon sitting there in a bathroom with the water running, uh, talking to the darkness and, and how they even got made fun of when they went to, uh, different, uh, pubs, you know, to, uh, their folk, uh, pubs, you know, to play their songs. And like, they would start with that line and people would just kind of snicker and be like, what is this? Like, what is, you know, what is this all about? And he goes on to say that, uh, the song is about, uh, the, the people's inability, uh, to communicate with each other. Uh, and I said this at, at the, at your son's service too, you know, at the memorial that, um, the, the song is about people's inability to communicate with each other, uh, not particularly internationally, but especially emotionally. And so what right. you found are people unable to love each other. And I thought how poignant of it was that, you know, whether, whether you whether Kyle realized this or not, I mean, just the, the power of, of that, of the, of, you know, that, that meaning in, in, inherent in the song, uh, and, and you guys struggling to communicate and to connect, um, you know, over the music, um, uh, it, it just really spoke to me, you know, when I thought about that. Uh, and then I said, I summed it up by saying, you know, so, so let's be like Kyle, you know, let's not be comfortable with the sound of silence, you know, even though he was struggling and, you know, you were struggling to, to, you know, both of y'all to connect. Um, he wasn't going to stop, you know, he wasn't right. going to be comfortable with the sound of silence. He was going to keep on trying to connect, uh, and share what he was going through with you in the best way that he could. And, uh, to me, that was such a power, a very poetic, um, you know, example of, uh, of the songs. So anyway, I'm, I've yapped enough. I'll try to do it justice and maybe All that's right. what I'm doing. I'm, I'm making up for my lack of awesome <laughs> disturbed vocals, but, uh, I'll give it my best shot here and we'll, we'll see All what right. we can Hello, darkness, smiles, friend. I've come to talk with you again because a vision softly creeping. Lifted seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains Within the sound of silence In restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turn my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stabbed By the flash of a neon light That split the night and touch the sound of silence In the naked light I saw Ten thousand people, maybe more People talking without speaking People hearing without listening People writing Songs that our voices never share. 
Disturbed the sound of silence Who said how you do not know Silence like a cancer grows In my words that I might teach you Take my arms that I might reach you But my words Silence and the people bowed and prayed to the neon god they made, and the sign flashed in its warning, and the words that it was for me, and the signs and the words of prophet. Ten men horse whispered in the sound of silence. I bet I've listened to that song a thousand times since February first. Yeah, it's a, it's a version of that song. Absolutely. I, it's just, yeah, I, I can't thank you enough for, uh, yeah, you know, just being a part of my life, even though it was, uh, like I said, it was a business transaction that's led to what I hope becomes a, a long-term relationship because you nailed it. Uh, life is about relationships. Mm-hmm. This, this podcast is, is largely about overcoming, you know, we've, as a society, this is a unique situation where we've all gone through something traumatic at the same time, and we're all working to struggle, you know, to overcome and to fail forward, as you said. Um, but we'll we'll continue as we talk to you know future guests, and, and there's a good chance I'll rope you into coming back on here again, oh, um, you know, and just digging into some of the more unique and personal challenges that we all face. Because that, if if I could sum up life. It would be overcoming. I mean, that that is it. It's it's what I believe our our purpose is. It's what I, where I believe we find joy and success and meaning and everything else. So, um, again, I, I thank you for being here. Please, folks, go to VLP Vince Luhan Project VLPBand.com or Jesus Team A, JTA band.com and, uh, and, and learn the incredible things that Minister Lujan here does uh, in, in working and providing a service to our community and our society. So Vince, again, thank you for being here today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's awesome. All right. Take care. Howdy. You too.